The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spend enough time with them anyway. Times are getting a little easier these days, but that don't mean taking time for yourself needs to. When you want a drink, you want to work for it. That's why I only drink Malort. Its unusual full-bodied flavor of deck varnish and viper piss is a taste savored by two-fisted drinkers. So if you think your two fists are strong enough, why not grab yourself a shot of the only booze big enough to knock some sense right back into you? Jepson's Malort. It'll kick your ass for you, so you can take time taking her easy. Proud sponsor of Chad the Birdcast, which is what you're listening to right now. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Chad. I'm a bird. This is my birdcast. And it's in your ears. So congratulations. You did the right thing. How's that feel? You sat down, you clicked on the link, you put it in your ear, and now you're with now we're hanging out. Like smart is so easy. Good move. Um, what what's up with me? Well, I'll tell you, just calm down. Uh, I learned a lot about space this week, and especially there's a new galaxy that they found, and there's all kinds of cool shit in it, but I don't want to ruin it because you came here to listen to the thing. That's what it's all about. But in order for me to figure all that out, I did a lot of math equations to see just how long it would take to drive to this galaxy um, in an Acura, and my math was way off, and I'll tell you why. Because I was calculating it in miles instead of light years. And I didn't know that until a couple of days after. Then, ugh, five hours later, I had all the corrections. And I'm not going to go through that all over again. So you're going to have to go to my YouTube page. Sorry, there's just more shit you got to do. More homework. If you want to hear all the corrections and find out just how long it will actually take you in an Acura to drive to this galaxy because the numbers are astounding. But, like, you know, it's fucking far regardless. Um, Before you listen, take a minute, rate and review this because it actually does matter. Please do that. Leave a little comment. Say hi. Write in the guest book. That's what it's there for. That's why we buy pens. And then come find me on all of the things. Click on the link down below. There's, like, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, everything. I'm actually outside your house right now, so, like, let me in, because it's colder than I expected it to be. I am underdressed. Um, and just cool, um, in the, at the end of this episode, you're going to hear a song that Bill Larkin and I got to sing for people. We've sung it before at the show, but we've never recorded it. Um, and it's actually, people were coming up just like, hey, did you guys write that? And we were like, no, that's Eric Idle and John Dupree. They wrote it for Monty Python. It's called The Galaxy Song, not to spoil it. But if you've gotten this far, you probably figure where I'm going with it. Um, so enjoy that, because it's always just a gem and a pledge to do that with Mr. Bill Larkin. And then go buy his album. There's stuff below. Like I said, click on it and come find us. Anyway, let's go live to me talking about space already in progress. <laughs> You like me, cause it could go downhill. I can't 
promise that you love me But you probably will Cosmos, the universe, the infinite. These are words that can cause fear and boners. <laughs> For some, the thought of an ever-expanding megacosm of dark matter and galaxies triggers astrophobia, megalophobia. Fuck, just toss the lassophobia on there for shits and gigs. Because when you evolve from being a snack, you remember what neighborhoods to avoid. Survival is trauma. And for others, the idea of something bigger than your brain can even perceive, a never-ending dance of chaos and order, is kind of fucking hot. <laughs> Either way, once talking about such things, the reactions won't be mild. So whether you use seatbelts or handcuffs, strap in, humans, because we're going to space. More specifically, 13.5 billion miles away. Okay, you know how it's like gonna be warm someday, Chicago? And you're gonna wanna go to Milwaukee for the day? Cause it's the official party at your best friend's house while they're away of Chicago? Regardless, if you take the Metra or ride the 94 West like a Spartan warrior in an Acura, that's about 92.4 miles one way, about an hour and a half on the highway if you drive like you're from the city. It would take you about 24,091 years to get where we're going. And I don't know if you've seen the price of gas lately, but maybe you just go to Olive Garden if you want to get away. At least they're your family. <laughs> April 7th, 2022. Astronomers found at the end of our little mathematical road trip, which, by the way, took me three hours to figure out. So if I'm wrong, fine. There's a galaxy they found, they named HD1. Now this is no big thing. We find galaxies all the time, like bobby pins or pens that don't work. <laughs> what is in fact a thing about HD1 is that it existed only 30, 330 million years after the Big Bang. How did they know that? Better math. <laughs> and it's giving off a lot of ultraviolet light, like it's getting chewed out by its parents for not giving a shit about the power bill. Astronomers know that that's way too bright for a galaxy from back in the day, because that would mean it's creating 100 stars a year, quote, at least 10 times higher than what we expect for those galaxies, says Dr. Fabio Picucci, co-author of the study. So this galaxy is totally blasting a full-on EDM show a couple hundred mile trips to Milwaukee away, and that's fucking sus. Because if you thought the Firefest didn't have their shit together, no way a galaxy from back at the beginning of the universe could be pulling this off. <laughs> Stars today are made from recycled material in the universe, which just means they have some heavy material in them, but nothing like back in the day, which is why some classic bands just stopped touring. Give them a break, okay? <laughs> so. Astronomers figure the reason this particular galaxy pounding schlitz with the bass too loud is going down is because it's making population three stars, which are stars that are made from hydrogen, helium, lithium, and beryllium. And those high-octane gas-snacking hogs were made back in the early days of the universe when Tim Allen was funny. They didn't give a fuck about Teslas. 
These fucking old dogs are as vintage as Betamax, and like those old mini snackable mini tapes, they're made for some classic stuff. They were hot for a bit, and they faded away. R.I.P. Never forget. <laughs> Problem with all this theorizing is that population three stars are hypothetical, and since they went ham in their first millennia, there's no direct evidence that they even exist. The only way to know for sure is if the most recent discovery by the Hubble Space Telescope, oh yeah, she's still in the news, baby. She's the Meryl Streep of interstellar observation. <laughs> and it discovered something on March 30th when uh, Arendelle, which is the farthest star ever seen, was spotted. That's WHL0137-LS if you're nasty. <laughs> so they're looking to see if that star is made up of hydrogen and helium. And if it is, well, that's all gravy, baby. But the other explanation, because there's always another explanation in the world of space. Because, like, shit's so fucking big and so many Milwaukee's away that all you can do is guess and prove it like a never-ending cosmic whirl. So the only other answer they got is that it's everyone's favorite reoccurring role in the galactic Hulu show that is the universe, a supermassive black hole. Those fuckers are so big and bad. They're the T-Rex of space nerddom. And like that mighty maybe chicken, they're at the heart of everything. <laughs> See, smart people think now that at the heart of most galaxies is a black hole. So get out your eyeliner, Farooz Balk. Turns out you emo kids were right all along. <laughs> Things that big need time and stuff to eat. So how do these black holes were able to find enough anything to get that big in the earliest moments of the universe is a big mystery. Kind of like when you're on a road trip and Tiffany's never hungry. It's not because you're fine, Tiffany. It's because you're hiding fucking snacks. <laughs> Pony up. We're starving. We've been driving for a million fucking years. <laughs> but back in 2017, scientists started finding these black holes way out the beginning part of the universe. And the only material they were snacking on were these flaming hot Cheetos of interstellar dust because it is so bright around the edge that those galaxies they were in can still be seen today, all this time later, because space is a Lovecraftian nightmare of insane concepts. Makes sense if it freaks you out or makes you want to get your freak on. Quote, forming a new 100 million years after the Big Bang, a black hole in HD1 must have grown out of a massive seed at an unprecedented rate, explains co-author of the study, Avi Loeb, and it is the high-energy protons from that mystical, spacical feeding frenzy that must be lighting up HD1 like your friend's iPhone flashlight that's always going off during movies. How is it brighter there and not when you need it? What are you doing, Tiffany, and can you control it? <laughs> now, in order to figure all this out, the internet, they did figure it out. Don't at me. Just Google it. It's okay. It's fine. The whole team spent 1,200 hours or 800 trips to Milwaukee, if you're craving AJ Bombers right now, observing HD1. And the next step is to use the new fucking hotness in the Stellarverse, the James Webb Telescope, to verify the distance and figure out what makes it so hot. Because no matter what the fuck is going on down here on our rock, space will always be up there, causing nipple stiffies and panic attacks. <laughs> and it has your entire evolution and mine, humans, because of course it has. We're all stuck down here together, and after the two years, it was like living in a college dorm room. It's no fucking surprise you want to get up, get out, and get on the road 
And sometimes that's just staring up at the night, making sense of what's up there so you can take a break from all that's going down here. It's just survival. So, whenever life gets you down with a frown, and things seem hard or tough, and people are stupid, obnoxious, or dumb, and you feel like you've had quite enough, Just remember that you're standing on a planet that's evolving, revolving at 900 miles an hour. It's orbiting at 19 miles a second, so it's reckoned. The sun that is the source of all our power. Now the sun and you and me and all the stars that we can see are moving at a million miles a day. In the outer spiral arm at 40,000 miles an hour of a galaxy we call the Milky Way. Bill Larkin! Our galaxy itself contains 100 billion stars. It's 100,000 light years side to side. Google it! It bulges in the middle 16,000 light years thick, but by us it's just 3,000 light years wide. That's a lot of math. We're 30,000 light years from galactic central point. We go round every 200 million years. And our galaxy itself is one of millions of billions in this amazing and expanding universe. Our universe itself keeps on expanding and expanding in all of the directions it can whiz. As fast as it can go, which is the speed of light, you know. 12 million miles a minute, and that's the fastest speed there is. So remember when you're feeling very small and insecure, how amazingly unlikely is your birth. And pray that there's intelligent life somewhere out in space, because there's fuck all down here on Earth. Special thanks to the Barracudas for their kick-ass song, Promises, taking us out on the back end. Thank you to Jepson's Malort for keeping me socially lubricated as I fly into the space via math. Thank you to Jacob Serio for recording me. Thank you to Bill Larkin for accompanying me and also, I guess not accompanying it. We co-sang it. Thank you for being my also singer in the thing we did. Um, and thank you, because like, Bill did that last minute, because I called him on the way to the show and was like, hey, dude, do you got a minute? Do you want to do the Galaxy song? And he was like, do I? And then he, he got up and did it. That's all it takes with Bill Arkin. You just have to be like, hey, you want to do a thing? He's always down. Um, go check out the episode on my YouTube so you can see us do it in the face. And then afterwards, there is all the math to correct it. So don't get mad if my math was wrong on this one. I warned you at the beginning. And if you want to find out exactly how many Milwaukee's it'll take to drive to HD1, I have it in my YouTube. So come check it out. Find me on TikTok and find yourself because we've been looking for you. We just want to make sure you're okay. And then after that, um, I don't know, let's take a road trip. It's getting nice. So I think it's time to do that. Where are we going to go? I don't know, but I sure as fuck I'm not doing the fucking calculations to get us there because I'm bad at it. But not like, but I'm off by a little bit. And then in turn, that fucks everything up. But that's math, baby. Oh, hey, podcast people. It's Chad the Bird. 
And this is a commercial for something super cool that you should totally get into. But why me? And why you? Well, here's the deal. I have a brand new show in the works just for you that will hearken you back to a time before when things were random and all bets were off. When Ecto Cooler roamed the land and you would wake up early on Saturday mornings. Remember those days? It's been too long since we've had reason. And now here I am with you and that reason. And that reason is a brand new live action show starring me and an army of comedians, musicians, writers, actors, celebs, and randos streaming right into your desktop on Saturday mornings live. TV used to be wild, free, untamed by plot and point, remember? When it was just whatever the hell you got, like Halloween candy. Sometimes it's chocolate, sometimes it's a pack of chalky bullshit. Either way, that's the game. My new show will stack your pumpkin bucket with random comedy, music, spoken word, and whatever the hell people give me into 20 minutes of prime internet escape written and performed by the best of the best and the best we can afford right into your home Saturday mornings live. So join me, Chad the Bird, and donate to my Patreon now to bring back the good old days of nonsense to your Saturday mornings. Funding will help produce and maintain a monthly show that we hope to turn into a bi-monthly show, and hey, you go all ham on this and we'll go weekly. Take back your Saturday mornings, reclaim random, and give me money. Chad the Bird is my name, and my new show is all for you, podcast people. So click the link and get in on it. Is that good? Oh, fuck, we're still recording?